0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the fourth of four installments of Take That For Data Bracket Edition. So we're going to get right into the Midwest. We're going to bang this thing out let you guys all go to bed. So first things first, North Carolina versus Iona. Jacob, I don't think this is much of a contest here. Do we really need to even get into the, the data? Well, listen,
1: they we're, that's what we're here for, right? We got to give them the data, the breakdown, and everybody. So the Iona Gales... Probably one of the most lackluster teams coming into this tournament. at 17-15 and 15 coming out of the MAAC. The Mid-Atlantic
0: Athletic Conference. Nice. Thank you. Pretty good.
1: I couldn't do that off the top of my head. But they've got four players averaging double digits, which is good to see. Uh, their backcourt is consisted of guard E.J. Crawford at 17.9 points a game. Uh, also has five rebounds and is shooting 51% from the floor as a guard. Pretty good. Uh, Ricky McGill is right behind him at 15.5 points a game. Uh, he's not shooting the best shooting percentage, um, but Iona is just, they're there. It was good for them to make it, but
0: you get North Carolina,
1: North Carolina, again, having a great year. I'm glad they got a number one seed. I didn't think that they were going to get it, but I'm glad they did.
0: All right. So next up we got Utah state versus Washington. Now Washington did lose. They did lose their, uh, championship game to Oregon last, last night. So Washington came in as a very surprising at-large team, but Utah State did win their conference championship. And for that reason, I'm going to go Utah State here because Washington does not deserve to be in this tournament.
1: Well, Utah State won the Mountain West. They're 28-6. and six. Uh, They're led by guard Sam Merrill with 21 points, uh, also leads the team in four assists. Uh, he's shooting 47%. Uh, they're big. Uh, their center, Nemus Queta is 11.7 points per game, uh, nine rebounds, two and a half blocks. So that's a lot of blocks. Uh, 63% from the field, and shoot 40% as a, a, a dead center. Like, he's he's at the center. He's not a forward, and he's shooting 40% from the field. Um, The Huskies, 26-8, and eight, they got upset by this, what, third-ranked Oregon Ducks in the tournament? Yep. And they have three players in double digits. Uh, they're led by Jalen Nowell, their guard, 16 points a game, three assists, 50% from the field, and 44% from the three-point line having a pretty good year. And then their guard, David Crisp, at 13 points a game, shooting 42% from the field. Uh, I'm with you. I'm going to take Utah State in this matchup.
0: All right, then moving on, you got got uh, the, fi- the fifth-seeded fifth Auburn Tigers against the New Mexico State Aggies. Now, we watched New Mexico State absolutely destroy Grand Canyon University last night, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be enough to upset the Auburn Tigers who did beat the living hell out of Tennessee today.
1: They did. So Auburn... With the SEC championship in the tournament, they're twenty-five and nine again. With a really tough SEC, it's really good, good conference this year. Uh, they're led by their guard Bryce Brown, fifteen point eight points a game. He has a steal averaging a game and forty-three percent from the field, forty percent from beyond the arc. Uh, Jared Harper also a guard, fifteen points a game, almost six assist, or six assists per game, and also leads the team in steals at one point one. On the other side of it, New Mexico State, the Aggies. Uh they've had a pretty good season of their own. Uh they are at 30 and 4 as the WAC champions. Uh but they only have one player averaging double digits and that's their guard Terrell Brown. Uh he leads the team in points per game at 11. Uh field shooting percentage at 42% and beyond the arc at 43%. He shoots the ball better from beyond the arc than he does inside of it. Which is shocking, you don't normally see that. Um but the Aggies again, it's impressive to go 30 and 4 in the WAC. Uh any 30 win season is Hats off to you. Uh, but they have a tough draw and a tough Auburn team, and I think the Tigers are going to take this one.
0: I agree with you. Tigers all the way. All right, moving on. You got the fourth seeded Kansas. Ooh, sorry, I misread that. Kansas Jayhawks versus the Northeastern Huskies again? Yes, sir. All right. So Out of the Colonial. I'm not big on Kansas right now. Uh, Kansas did lose... The other day, to Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game, um, but unfortunately, Kansas is just going to be able to overpower Northeastern here. Uh, they're still a good team; uh, they got number four seed for a reason. So I'm going to take Kansas in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I think if Kansas would have drawn some of the other tougher 13 seeds, like maybe St. Louis or UC Irvine or even Vermont, any other 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 13 seed. I may have taken them. Yeah. Uh, but Northeastern, 23-10, and There's a Colonial Champions. They have four players in double digits, so they have some people that can score the ball. Uh, their backcourt consists of Vasa Pusica uh, at 17.8 points per game and 4.2 assists. Uh, he's also shooting about 50% from the field. And Jordan Rowland, uh, sitting at 15 points a game, shooting 45%. So the Huskies can score. Um, we'll see what Kansas can do, but uh, Kansas is still a talented team despite – uh, the struggles that they've had this year. Bill Self knows how to coach, and uh, the the Jayhawks will win this game. Yeah, I think that'll
0: make itself evident in the first few minutes of this game that Kansas is absolutely going to roll. So um, Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you take it. All my right,
1: friend. so moving on to the next game, we have the Cyclones out of Iowa State at the sixth seed and number 11, Ohio State, Buckeyes. Uh, the Buckeyes, I think, are very you – know, should be thankful in order to be in this tournament. They have not had a great year. Uh but they made it. They're at 19 and 14 coming out of the Big 10. They've got two players averaging double digit points per game. Uh they're led by their forward Caleb Wesson, at 14 points a game, uh seven rebounds, and shoot 50% from the field. And then their guard CJ Jackson at 12 points a game, almost four assists, 1.3 steals and shooting 41% from the field as well. Uh it's pretty good that they got an 11 seed, but they have a another, again, they have a tough draw. In the form of number six, Iowa State.
0: Yeah, Iowa State beat Kansas for the Big 12 championship in the tournament. Um, Iowa State is led by their guard, Mario Shayak, 18.7 points per game, 4.9 rebound. Uh, he's shooting almost 50% from the floor. Um, they are also got another guard, Lindell Wigginton 13.3 points per game, 2.2 assists per game. Uh, I think the Cyclones are... I mean, it was an impressive showing against Kansas. Oh yeah, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna beat Ohio State. Um, Ohio State has had a couple of down years so far, uh, over the last couple of years. But I, after Thad Mata's leaving, um, but I think that Iowa State is gonna beat them, and I think they're gonna beat them pretty handily.
1: So moving on to the next game, I think this is a tough draw. Another tough draw for a 14 seed in the form of Georgia State, the Panthers, and then they have to play number three, Houston. Again, we've been talking about Houston throughout this tournament. Love Houston. They're really good. They're 31-2. Uh, they've got two players averaging double-digit points per game. They've got guard Corey Davis leading the way with 17 points a game, shooting 43%. And Armani Brooks at 14 points a game, grabbing almost seven boards, shooting 40% from the field and 40% from downtown. Great guard numbers there from Brooks. Uh, the Cougars are a dangerous team. They're very experienced. Uh, they could have made a deep run last year Michigan got lucky by beating them um, but then Georgia State also has experience in this tournament uh recall a few years ago their coach uh, had a leg injury and he fell out of his uh moving uh, wheelchair the kind of like the yeah the scooter that they have when uh, for leg injuries uh but the Panthers are the Sun Belt champions are 23 and nine they've got five players that average double digit points per game uh Demarcus Simmons their guard leads it with 19 points a game almost four assists 1.3 steals and 42% from the field. Devin Mitchell also on the backcourt for the Panthers at 12.4 points per game, shooting 45% from the field, 43% from downtown, good enough to lead the Panthers. Uh,
0: this is, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Honestly. I do too, uh, but I think Houston is one of the best teams in the field this year. Um, I think Houston really kind of got screwed because they lost to Cincinnati. If they had beaten Cincinnati, they would have been a higher seed. But Cincinnati pulled it out over them, and I think Houston's going to be a great team. It's going to be a fun game to watch, but I, I got Houston going forward. I think I think the Cougars are going to beat the Panthers.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Cougars in that one. Uh, and then moving down to Wofford at number seven. Wofford's been a pretty good uh, team coming out of a, a mid-major conference. And then number ten, the Pirates out of Seton Hall. I really like Seton Hall. I love uh, what they've done there with that program. Uh, the pirates are twenty and twelve coming out of uh that conference, and they've got two players that average double digit points a game. They've got their guard Miles Powell, who I think is an absolute beast. He's gonna be a great player. Yes, he is. Um, he reminds me a lot of Josh Hart coming out of Villanova. Mm. He averages twenty three points a game, three assists, two steals, and shooting forty five percent from the field. Uh, their guard Miles Kale also throwing up ten points a game and averaging forty one percent from the field. Uh, and then on the other side for Wofford. Uh, the Terriers are 29-4 and four coming out of the Southern uh, Conference. Uh, they've got three players averaging double digits. They've got their guard, Fletcher McGee, one of the best names in college basketball, in my opinion, uh, averaging 21 points a game, shooting 44% from the field, Short, shooting 42% from beyond the arc uh, leads the Terriers. And then their big man, Cameron Jackson, throwing up 15 points a game, grabbing eight boards, and shooting 58% from the field. This is also going to be a good matchup. Uh, but, again, I think I'm going to take the Terriers over Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall had a great year uh, in a tough conference, had a chance to get the uh, conference championship, but fell a little bit short. I'm going to take the Terriers.
0: I'm going to take the Terriers as well. Uh, we watched the Seton Hall-Villanova game. It was a great game to watch, but uh, I think Wofford's the better team. Uh, I think Wofford is going to beat them, and I'd like to see Wofford go a little bit far. The last time I saw Wofford in the tournament was a few years ago, unfortunately. I didn't watch any other, other games recently, and they played Michigan, but uh, yeah, Wofford. Let's go, Terriers. And then here we come to another strong number
1: two seed in the form of the Kentucky Wildcats, who lost in the semifinal game of the SEC Championship to the Tennessee Volunteers. Very close matchup, Barnburner, uh, as Diggy V would say.
0: He's a Barnburner, baby!
1: And uh, just a lot of, lot of fun to watch. But they're going to face number 15, Abilene Christian, the Wildcats, coming out of the Southland Conference. 27-6, and pretty good. But this is basically, say... Take his bow, Abilene Christian, and enjoy the experience. Yeah, uh, they've got four players in double digits. Uh, they're led by Jaron Lewis, their big man, thirteen point seven points a game, six rebounds, forty six percent shooting percentage. Um, but
0: Kentucky's going to take care of business here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the uh, minutia of Kentucky, other than uh, PJ Washington has been an absolute star for them this year, and uh, he is gonna he's gonna roll. I mean, yeah. I think even him himself is going to take this game on his shoulders. He don't need anybody else.
1: He's a very emotional leader, and it's so much fun to watch. It literally gives me chills just watching this kid play because he's just dominating and leading this team. So we got Kentucky moving on to the next round. No question. So going back up top. So essentially we had no upsets yeah, in I, the I think the think Midwest. Yeah, I think this is
0: one of those, uh, I mean, we could be – proven completely wrong, but I think that this is one of those brackets that uh, the favorites are going to win pretty much all the way through, at least for the first round. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into uh, round two with North Carolina. We both had, and then I think we both had Utah State as well. Um, I think North Carolina is going to win this game. Utah State's a good team, but North Carolina, I mean, after losing early, getting blown out by Michigan, you know, a little bit of drop there, but getting blown out by Michigan, they've really turned everything around. Um, I think North Carolina is going to beat Utah State in round two.
1: I think this is a game that America needs to watch in the form that because Utah State is such a solid team, they're solid all the way around, great coaching, and they've got great players, I think that this is going to be a real showcase to show how talented this North Carolina team is. Luke May, what, fifth-year senior at this point, and he just leads this team, and Roy Williams knows exactly how to coach him, and it's really just going to show how the Tar Heels are going to be able to play a tough team and just absolutely dominate in every category. It's going to advance them to the Sweet 16. So we both got Carolina.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then moving down, we had Auburn over New Mexico State and then Kansas over Northeastern. Auburn versus Kansas, I think, is going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. Um, I don't like Kansas. I don't. So I think I'm going to take Auburn in this game. I don't
1: like Kansas either, but I'm going to take the Jayhawks. I really am. Uh, Auburn could win this game easy. Um, But I think Kansas is just going to be – I think Bill Self's going to – have better coaching experience in regards to Auburn, and I think he's going to be able to know how to coach them past this tough game and then essentially lose yeah. in the next round in North Carolina. All right.
0: Then moving on, we had uh, Iowa State over Ohio State, and then Houston also moved along. Uh, that's going to be Iowa State versus Houston, and I'm I'm pretty much going to take Houston until I'm forced not to. That's uh, going to be a great game. It's going to be a good game, but Houston is just a great team. I mean, watching them play, they're all athletic They're fast. They can shoot. They play hard defense. They're They're one of the best. Not a lot of people know this. They're one of the best defensive teams in the nation. So I like Houston here to beat Iowa State in round two. I think this is going to be a close one. Going to be a one
1: possession game going down to the final final buzzer. But I'm going to take the Cougars out of Houston as well. Then we've got number seven, the Terriers of Wofford, versus number two Kentucky. Wofford, great season. You've been ranked most of the season, but this is where the road ends. And Kentucky's. Probably going to beat you by 12 to 15 points to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah.
0: Not much else to say, but yeah, I'm with you.
1: So moving back to the Sweet 16 matchups, we've got number one, North Carolina. You have number five, Auburn. Yep. I have number four, Kansas. Boo. Either way, I'm taking the Tar Heels to go to the Elite
0: Eight. Uh Yeah. Uh North Carolina, uh, Auburn's a good team, for me at least. Uh, but North Carolina's been playing such good ball lately. Uh, a narrow loss to uh, Duke, but yeah, North Carolina is going to win this.
1: And then we've got number three Houston versus number two Kentucky, which is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I'm not thinking too favorably of the American Conference here. I'm going to go with the Wildcats of Kentucky. I think they've been playing great basketball since mid December, and they haven't slowed down. They've been playing really well. Uh, some of their only losses came at, like, Tennessee. Yeah. And they exchanged. They they both got – they both they blew out Tennessee when they was home there, and then they got blown out in uh, Knoxville. But I think Kentucky is definitely going to go to the Elite Eight.
0: Yeah, and I'm kind of upset that we have a Houston in this game against Kentucky because I really like Houston, uh, but Kentucky's the better team. And I think if Houston was in any other bracket, honest to God, I think they'd win it. I think if they played Michigan again this year, I think they'd beat Michigan. I do. I agree. So, I, I mean – I love Houston, but like I said, uh, until I'm forced to put them out, I'm going to keep them going, but this is the point where I'm forced to put them out. So I got Kentucky winning this game. And this is what where I think is the
1: best Elite Eight matchup in the form of the number one-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels versus the number two-seeded Kentucky Wildcats.
0: Yeah. This is really tough. This is tough, um, but I'm going to stick with Kentucky in this game.
1: I'm with you. I'm going to take John Calipari, and I'm going to ride the hot young hands of Kentucky to beat North Carolina.
0: I think that Kentucky is playing better basketball than Carolina is right now. I think Kentucky is more physical than Carolina is right now, and I think that's really going to show it when you're grinding out plays, and you're grinding out possessions, and you really need to just put a shoulder into somebody. I think Kentucky's going to win this game. And
1: this would set up a beautiful Final Four matchup. It would be. Between amazing. Tennessee and Kentucky. Please, God,
0: if you're there, make this that happen. That
1: state line would burn to the ground if this happened. This is probably almost as good as Duke, North Carolina at this point. Yes, it is. It would be. Oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. it's is going to be a good one, <laughs> Jim. But I really hope this happens. Anyways, so our final four is out of the east, number one, Duke.
0: No question.
1: Out of the west, number three, Texas Tech. A little bit up for debate. Something yeah, could happen yeah. there.
0: The west, I think, is the biggest region that's kind of up in the air It always is. all four That em.
1: bottom left is always messy. It's always all over the place. Out of the south, number two, Tennessee. And out of the Midwest, number two, Kentucky. Which yep. means the matchups would be number one, Duke, versus number three, Texas Tech, And number two, Tennessee versus number two, Kentucky. Let's start with Duke versus Texas Tech.
0: I'd love to see this game. But I think if you watch this game, it's going to be a no-brainer. I think Duke would blow the doors off of Texas Tech. I think it's a
1: 15-20 to point win for the Blue Devils. I agree
0: with you. I think Texas Tech is a good team. But, I mean, any good team, if you play at not your perfect, you know, position on that night, you're going to lose. I mean, even if Duke plays at, like, 50% in this game, they still have a good chance of winning it. So if Duke plays like they've been playing, they're going to kill them. So I have Duke winning that game and going to the national championship. And then on the other
1: side, we have the Volunteers of Tennessee. versus the Wildcats of Kentucky?
0: This is a little bit more tough because you've got Tennessee and Kentucky who have played three times this year. Uh, Tennessee has beat them twice, but one of them was on a neutral court. And during a tournament run, that they absolutely got killed the next game. So, which means they put everything they had into this game. I like Tennessee again in this. I really do. I like Tennessee, and I it's nothing against Kentucky. Kentucky's a great team, but Tennessee's better. They just are. This one, I am
1: so torn on because I lo- I like Tennessee. I've got family in Knoxville. I there's a little bit of Rocky Top in me. I I. That's just how it is. Kentucky is just historically good at basketball. Yeah, John Calipari has created a great culture there, and this team wasn't supposed to be good this year. No, they weren't, and they're playing great basketball. And normally, I would take the hot hand and ride Kentucky, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Volunteers.
0: Okay, so that means that in the championship game in our bracket, that will most definitely be busted. We've got Duke. Versus Tennessee in the championship, who do you have in the championship game?
1: So I think this is going to be a very physical game. I think that the Grant Williams Zion Williams then matchup it's would gonna be, be very fun. good because they're very similar body types. Obviously Zion is quicker and better, but Grant Williams I think can create a little bit more space that Zion can't cover, and it'll be fun to watch. Admiral Schofield would be a pretty good a pretty mismatch for the Duke guards because they're pretty small. And Schofield's an absolute monster. I think this would be a very close game, be between a three- and five-point spread. But I'm going to take the final score being 54-49, the Duke Blue Devils. Oh.
0: Okay. I was going to say, I I looked in your eyes, and I thought you were going to say Tennessee. I can't.
1: I can't do it as I, as, much, as as much great of a year as Tennessee had. Tennessee basketball hasn't been around for a long time. No, they haven't. It's been a lot of fun for the people in Knoxville. But you're going to But gonna I can't lose. do it. I can't do it. Duke is too solid. They're too talented. They're too stacked. And they're going to win again. Would I love to see Tennessee win? Oh, by most, all means, I would want Tennessee to win.
0: But when you're going to be against a team with R.J. Barrett, and Zion Williamson on it. And you're going through against a top so two
1: top five picks, if not top three.
0: I think they're one and two. Probably. Most number likely. Number one, number two. Um, yeah, I'm right there so with what's you. So your, what's your spread, Jordan? Give me the spread for this game. I think this spread, I think in Vegas it's going to start off as like a three and a half point spread in favor yeah. of Duke. I
1: what's think, your final score? I think
0: Tennessee's going to cover, but I think Duke's going to win. I think I've got Duke 68, Tennessee 66. Oh, high-scoring one. I think it's going to okay. be a higher-scoring game. Um, Duke is not a great defensive team. Zion Williamson's a pretty good defensive player, but, I mean, they can just outscore anybody on any given night. So, 68-66, Duke over Tennessee. All
1: right, well, there you have it. After all that, after four episodes of breaking it down, we're giving you the data because all we do is take that for data.
0: That's right. We take that for data, and we give you that for data.
1: But at the end... We've got the number one ranked Duke Blue Devils Taking It All. So again, we want to thank you guys all for listening. Again, if you guys have any questions, suggestions, or ideas for future episodes, go ahead and follow us on our Instagram page at Take That For Data. Uh go ahead and shoot us a DM. We're we're here for you guys. We want to give you what you guys want to hear. Or you can go on our website, take that for slash uh, weebly, and you can email us there at take that for data podcast at gmail.com. We have our own Gmail. And just send us anything that you, even if it's an off-the-wall idea or something, suggestion that you had, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. And we just want to give you guys what you guys want to hear. And that's what we're here for. We're we're men of the people. That's right. And we just want to give you uh, what you want.
0: So, yeah, thank you all for watching. Uh, we appreciate the time you guys have given into this. us. Uh, we're doing this all for fun. We're doing this all for you. Uh, if you guys have any brackets that you'd like to send to us, send us your brackets. We'd love to see them. We'd love to see uh, the brackets that are picked based on the colors of the school or um, what the uniforms of the school looks like or your favorite mascot, whatever it is. Go ahead. Send us your brackets. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week.
1: Take care, everybody.
0: i yeah.